Hey guys, welcome to the All Right Take 5 podcast. I am your host, Andy Gomez, and for this week's episode, I had Troy, the prodigy child Ivara, and Ray, the great light Kalunga, formerly of the band Ocean Lies Ahead, and now in the band The Grave Aesthetic. This is their song, River of Eminence, playing in the background. This song kicks fucking hard, dude, especially for an intro. So I talked to Troy about how amazed I am. About how young he started in the scene. This guy was like 11 years old when he first started playing in bands, which is absolutely insane. We talked, of course, about our influences and what got them into music and playing instruments. And we talked about the importance of the DIY culture and all the great things they have been able to accomplish with just doing the most of what they got. And, of course, the power of the hustle. I've known these guys for years and seen them grow so much. And I had a blast catching up with them and recording this episode with my friends. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did recording it. So... Let's kick the music, let's start this podcast, and let's get the show on the road. So we were, we were talking about the the old days, <laughs> dude. It's I know it's a, such a long time ago, but it literally feels like it was yesterday. Yeah, pretty much, right? Like you were talking about the Sokoto show, dude. I never would have imagined we would have been playing at a fucking high school gymnasium. That was <laughs> that was. I think for us that was like the third time too. Really? You we guys played at Bel Air before that. Yeah. We played at Bel Air twice, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dude, yeah, I never thought we would, and I would never thought we played at a high school gymnasium, especially not being in high school anymore, which is the fucking crazier part. Well, I was still in, I don't even know if I was even in high school at the time. <laughs> no, not yet. I think I was like in eighth grade. Oh, god damn, dude, I always forget how fucking <laughs> young you are. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's the craziest part to me, it's just like, you know, and, and fuck, when we, when I started with Doom, I was 17. And I was still way older than you. <laughs> like, that is insane to me that you started so young. Yeah. Like, and we were already, like, saying you two, you guys too, we were already uh, fucking playing with the big boys. You know what I mean? We were 17. I thought we were fucking young. We were playing with 20-something-year-olds, 30-something-year-olds already. And yeah. fucking, you were over here 11, 12 years old. And <laughs> playing Warp Tour. <laughs> playing playing Warp Tour, dude. Not only just... Bars and shit, but you guys are already making pretty big moves, which is cool. Like, I don't know. Like, and then, yeah. Did you get that a lot? Did people seem like, who's this kid? Yeah, at first it was like, holy shit. Like, I think I felt like for a while people didn't even really know that he was that young. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I remember, I thought, you, I thought you were everyone else's age. 
until yeah, I think Ray told me like you were like twelve. I'm like, what? Fucking still driving me to fucking middle school oh. and shit. <laughs> yeah. Like and, and then it makes it worse like you say what great you were. <laughs> you know, you go twelve years old and you're like, oh that's young, then you go middle school and you're like, Holy shit. Okay, that's young. That's young, young. I remember picking you up before practice too. That's crazy, man. Yeah, we used to do like that 14, too. 15. We used to pick him up uh, like from school. That's insane, man. You guys are like modern day ACDCs over here with a schoolboy uniform. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and then we were talking about it right now too. We've known each other for pretty much almost ten years. Pretty much. And you guys were back being uh, ocean lights ahead, and yep. then uh, now to the transition of the creative aesthetic. Um, but you guys, I think you guys still managed to keep the the sound pretty pretty consistent like you guys have your sound you know like you um and i think you guys like you found it very early and you kept to it you know what i mean yeah which which kudos to you guys because it takes bands a lot lot of trial and error to do that and i think you guys got it right away right off the bat and continue to stay consistent with it and you guys have always been like super, super tight, always, and a huge inspiration for me at least for like the D- DIY. You guys have always done everything DIY, like and fucking, uh, I'm dude, Ray. I always go to you for everything, dude. I'm like, dude, how is this sound? How do you do that? How do you do? This? Yeah, I'm not a smart guy. I'm a fucking idiot, dude. I don't <laughs> know how any of this shit works. And then you go into such detail uh, and. Halfway through, I'm lost. Yeah, dude, like, <laughs> if he tries to explain shit to me, it's like, dude, yeah. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, dude, I'm over here talking about like what camera uses to live stream. It tells me the whole fucking thing. And honestly, halfway through, <laughs> I had no idea what the fuck you were talking about, dude. I was just like, okay, <laughs> sounds simple enough. It's very hard <laughs> for me to simplify things. No, but it's it's cool that you go into such detail and and you guys and you're able to do that because a lot of people don't know how to do it. Yeah. Everyone has the. Everyone thinks it's just all oh, you buy the equipment and you have it, right? And there, there's people more fortunate where they have more money and they could buy gear and all this other shit, but they don't know what to fucking do with it. Yeah. Right. And and you guys have been able to do the very most and not even more with what you guys have, which is pretty inspiring, pretty incredible. Like it's crazy. Like I was, I was over here trying to. Uh, I was showing you my light setup. Yeah. With the band, and I'm like, yeah, dude, I just. Put it where it says Mike, and <laughs> <laughs> it does its thing. Yeah, I remember back in the March of Doom days using the the little sound activated thing yeah. for the your uh, what's it called the sub box the sub box yeah and sub yeah, box with lights in it my eight my strobe box <laughs> in quotations yeah yeah dude I like I literally found that sub box in an alleyway somewhere. I remember asking you, you're like, yeah, I found it in the trash. <laughs> I found it in the trash. <laughs> I found it in the alley, dude. Someone was throwing away. I'm like, ding. <laughs> like, I have an idea for this. I think this would look pretty cool. Yeah. I think it was all right. Um, but, again, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I just pretty much put strobe lights and drilled them in there, found a cheap piece of plastic, put it on top. Yeah. Turns out it didn't work out so well because – doesn't really hold the per- the weight of your vocalist, <laughs> <laughs> and but I think it worked out okay. And then you're over here with your guys' stuff, and you're midiing it to the actual track and, and yeah. on time, and, and it's pretty crazy, man. I mean, I, I think it for it. us, it's like like we're all I I feel like we're all smart, and like 
kind of tech savvy as far as like recording software and like yeah. all that stuff. But I feel like for us, it's like if we know we can go further into you something, it then you do it. Let's try it. Yeah, I think that's what helps you guys out the most because I think I think every band has that one guy, that one guy that's good at it. You guys have pretty much a whole band that that knows what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, for the most part, I guess. You know what I mean? And um, because I'm not that guy. <laughs> you know, I'm not that guy. I just I know how to. I barely know how to plug in a guitar and turn on the volume up and and play. Uh, like Ruben's the guy in our band. He knows yeah. how to do all that shit. I I think we just have like our own separate parts. Like for me, it's like the art aspect of like the band, and right. then for Ray, it's more like the technical like tracks and midi and running the sound and all that and then for levi it's more of like the the uh, i guess creative outlet like mm. as far as like writing like yeah. he he knows he comes with the point with the more complicated guitar parts but <laughs> it's not even that it's more like um like he knows what sounds good or what's like what doesn't he composes yeah pretty much yeah and yeah. chris is more like the overlooker of like yeah he does more of our like guitar setups and everything yeah Making sure everything and then now he's like he cleans guitars and like yeah I need to hit him up (laughs) so like I I think that's it's a good like balance between like everyone yeah no that's what I've noticed with you guys it's like I said everyone you guys you guys I can tell you guys are a very tight team it's like a team everyone does their part and everyone's very good and efficient at doing Mm -hmm. their part and I think that's why you guys have such a clean sound too. one of the cleanest bands I've ever heard, especially even live, because yeah, I know you guys do a whole setup live too. Like it's not only recording yeah. process; it's it's you guys go, fuck it, if we can do it live, why don't we? And you guys do, and it 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 shows. It's it's crazy. Like it, um, it it puts me to the test. Where I'm like, fuck, I need to really practice on getting as tight as I can with this shit too, because you guys, like I said, not only do it live, not only do it at practice. Oh, even at fucking practice. <laughs> Which is fucking crazy to me, too. Yeah. You know? Because I, I I started off very punk rock. I didn't even know what a fucking metronome was until, like, much later in, in life. Yeah, I know. I remember hounding you guys. And yeah, you, you were the one that kept Max. on telling us. <laughs> you were the one that Max. kept on telling us. We're like, dude, practice to click. I'm like, oh, what? Well, Max is the worst fucking one. Cause Max, you know what oh that metronome Max, is. I hope you're hearing this, dude. <laughs> <laughs> practice, boy. <laughs> You're listening to this right now, drop it and practice. And Jap, or Jap, <laughs> Max is a hell of a fucking drummer, dude. Yeah, if he yeah. was on a click, dude, like, he'd be, like... He's insane. He's he's like, he's one yeah. of the... And I don't mean no disrespect or anything, Max. Like, <laughs> I, oh, shit. He, I know oh, he shit. could be, like... Oh, shit. Fucking... No, he's, insane, dude. He's like, he's an insane drummer. Not just saying because he's my, he's my dude, but he's just an incredible drummer. And, like you said, if he was to, to tighten that ship up on the metronome... And not, be not only that, but like, if any band um, starts working towards a click, you're gonna get a tighter sound, and it opens up a lot more possibilities on what you can do, like as far as lights, sound effects, everything. Yeah. No, oh, and 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 then even for me, because I s- once I started practicing with the metronome, uh, it even helps for me at least uh, in the writing process. Yeah. You know, because you at least know what tempo you're in. If you're going to do a tempo change, you know exactly how far you can take it with it. And you can't go too fucking crazy with it because it's just not going to make any sense. You know? yeah. It also helps with, like, 
how long to run each part. I mean, exactly. naturally, like you would know as a musician, like you know, like okay, yeah, you this have is that. too long, or yeah. But I think with a metronome, you, it, it's easier to like figure out. Yeah, parts. It's it doesn't. Yeah, you don't have to rely on that. That just feel of it, because then sometimes your feeling could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, it can be too long for some person and not for you, because at the moment you're feeling that certain way. You're not always gonna feel that certain way. Not only that, it makes recording later a lot easier. Oh fuck yeah, it does. Yeah, because that's what we did. Um, because for the March of Doom stuff, when we recorded the first, well, the only EP, um, it was literally I literally recorded all the guitars in one take. Yeah, I, I wouldn't cut it or anything. It's just like that, and having it. to just be at the mercy of Max again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one was worse. That one was much much worse. Uh, but for this new stuff, for the Armado stuff, it's it's. We practice a lot more with metronome. He does as well. He knows how to pr- uh, play with it more. And we literally took that song section by section. You know, and that helped out a lot. That makes it yeah. so fucking clean. Because if you can go section by section by section by section and then put it all together and it sounds flawless, you know you're playing that fucking right. Yeah. You know you're playing it on time. You know you're playing it fucking clean. Um, because, yeah, like I said, it's... You add all those sections together, and if it makes sense, you know you did it good. Is this kind of how you guys did it? You guys did it section by section, or um, for the most part, uh, I know most of the time it's just get as far as you can. If if we have to stop, then we'll cut it back and start from where the last part. Yeah, you can ki- you can bring it back in. Yeah, you you continue where you fucked up. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so we started doing it too, but then we realized, like, fuck it, if yeah, that or you realize what parts you need to do separately to make sure they're all consistent with each other. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. So like what got you guys into playing? Or first let's let's go even farther than that. Let's take it even more back. What's got you guys into music in general? Cuz I think you have to get into music still before you even decide to even pick up an instrument. Like when did you guys start? How young did you guys start? What was what was the big breakthrough band? What was the breakthrough genre? It was like, that's what I like right there. For me, it came mostly from my dad because he used to play drums for like a cover band. Okay. For like years, so like I would always see him at shows, and I was like, well, shit, like. So your dad played drums. Yeah. Cool. And he still does, but he's like my biggest inspiration because he's the one that kickstarted everything for me. Okay. Cool. So what was he into? What was he playing? What what kind of um, for I remember like Aerosmith, you know, like um, I don't know. I the only song I remember is like Aerosmith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think for me it was mostly just like old eighties music, just <sighs> like Billy Idol, Rat, nice. stuff like that. Okay. I mean, that's mostly what my parents listened to. So Billy Idol, Rat, all that. That's metal uh, that's kind of what got me into it. But I mean, as far as metal, the first real experience I got was the. Uh, uh, Backcountry by Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah. Killer track. Then that just, everything else just stuck. That was your rabbit hole? Basically. No, it's just you fell in there and then that's it. It's over. Yep. Not bad, man. And then what made you pick up, like, fuck it, I'm play bass? Um, well, I started playing guitar. I mean, I always wanted to play guitar and just never got a chance. Mm. And then once I realized guitar was a class in high school, then I was just like, well, now is my chance. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I guess that was my just my end to finally get my parents to get me a guitar and 
the excuse to go hey, yeah. for classes for school. So I started playing guitar, and eventually, um, one of my uncles gave me a uh, PV bass. Nice. It's the same blue one that I played through <laughs> all the mod stuff. But um, after that, it, I met Aaron, and well, I knew Chris since freshman guitar class. Um, and then our old guitarist Charles was in the same guitar class, and eventually we. Somehow we all just ended up in the same band. <laughs> it, it 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 turns out that way, man. It just turns out that way where you yeah. know, think about it, and next thing you know, yeah. I remember the way that I joined. I was playing. Um, we, me and Chris would play um, Call of Duty with Troy, and Troy out of nowhere, he's like, "What do you think about Ray being our our bassist or whatever?" I was like, "I guess." <laughs> <laughs> next time I just showed up to practice, and, and that was it. You're, you're <laughs> the bassist. Sucked. <laughs> 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 and I think we all kind of sucked in the beginning. I should a did. tiny PV amp and couldn't hear anything. I started with a PV amp too. It was like the, like I don't know what they're called. It was a little 15 watt. Oh, those little Viper ones? Yes, that's what called. it was. It was a Viper. Exactly. A little 15 watt Viper. Yeah, you can hear shit out of that thing. <laughs> Everything at 10 and nothing. Especially over drums. <laughs> yeah, especially over drums. Especially if I got like Max too, who's just too fucking loud. But, so... Around what age were you guys all together when you guys started that? Um, I was just graduating high school. That was my senior year, so I was about 18. Okay. Then, well, everybody else is mostly around the same age. That's crazy, man. So, yeah, you guys have been doing this long, a long, long time. Yeah. Like, well, for me, I was 12. Yeah. For sure. 12 years old. 11, 12. And then you guys, yeah, you guys, everyone just clicked together. And yeah, now I remember all the shows. <laughs> yeah, I remember that that blue bass. Did, did you use that one for the video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in the in that video actually, the force fed video. The force fed video. That was such a weird experience too, man. It was. It was. It was fun. Yeah, when you posted that, it just brought me back. I'm like, oh my god, I forgot about this. I remember walking into the house and being like, "There's nothing in here." Yeah. No. It I thought we were gonna do the stuff inside the house. <laughs> They're like, "Yeah, we can use the backyard." Yeah, no, I the I think the plan was to do it inside the house. I thought so too. And uh, they, I don't remember how I met the guys. Um, uh, from what was it called, Icon Paradigm or something I think like that. So. Um, I think we met them at a show or something like that. Maybe we played a show. The guy hit us up. He's like, "You guys are great. This is and that. You guys want to do a music video?" And we're like, "Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, we sure. want to do a music video." And I'm like, "Well, how much?" He's like, he he hooked it up. He's like, "I want to charge you guys." We'll just do it for free. I'm like, all right. He's like, but just don't tell the rest of the crew that. <laughs> I uh, remember that. You remember he said that? I do remember yeah. that. Wasn't it after the Cataclysm show? Yeah. I, that's it. Yeah. I think that was it. Because I remember, I remember that I conversation. That. <laughs> and we're just like, well, shit. Yeah. We're like, all right, fuck it. I won't tell anybody. So I guess he told his guys that he was going to get paid. But Isn't that the reason why he's like not even with that company anymore? Most likely. I think his name is Jay. Something like that. Oh, shout out to Jay. Thanks, man. He hooked it up. Uh, and it was a cool video. It was a weird, it was a weird, uh, I remember meeting up with him. He's like, well, what's the story behind this? And now I'm like, well, fuck it. My stupid little mind, um, I made the whole concept behind it. And it, it turned out okay, I guess. And then they had the mask and they just took off with that idea. Yeah. And they just took off with that idea with the mask. And the crazy thing about that music video, that, that house we were in, that that's where I grew up. Yeah. That was my, my childhood home. And Turns out I live right next to it now. So weird turn of events, man. Crazy how life turns out. Yeah. 
And then fucking Aaron shot the other video we made too. Yeah. Which was, that was fun too. The cannibal course. That's what you guys need to do, man. Y'all yeah. Y'all need a music video. I think it's trying just to get these fuckers to do it, but <laughs> yeah. we have somebody that can do it. That does yeah. like fucking sick work. Dude. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about, now we're talking about music videos. I'm like, wait a minute. Why the fuck haven't you guys made a music video? I, I think a lot of it is just coming up with an idea that everybody likes and everybody's okay with being in. If that makes sense. So what kind of music video would you guys want to do? Like the whole story-based thing like I did with the Force Fed one? Or I, I know we've had ideas of doing story-based, but... It's just the execution is what's Yeah. Like, you don't know what to do or who wait, to get. Wait, you guys did shoot a music video before, didn't you? Yeah, we shot a video for... Yeah, now I'm remembering. I'm like, yeah, you guys did shoot a music video. Just Nautilus, right? No, and... Uh, oh, that's... Oceans. Like that was Oceans. Yeah. Oh. Well, you guys, well, you guys did one for Ocean, Liza. That's you guys have to do one for Grave Study. We did two. We were o- when we were Ocean. That's actually. right. Yeah, I remember now. But um, I, th- I don't know. I think for some reason we just never really got around to doing the video. <laughs> if anyone has the capability of shooting music videos by themselves, it's you guys. Yeah. I think for me, it's something that's something that is beyond our. Not that it's not doable, but. For me, I'd rather get someone that's more knowledgeable as far as like shooting and yeah. lighting, so we don't have to worry about somebody like that can edit it for us, so it doesn't take so us two yeah. years. You'd to rather have it. someone <laughs> just do it for you, yes. I get that though, because that's a lot of work, man. Because it's multiple shots, multiple angles, done it multiple fucking times. Even though yeah. when we did, it, I don't remember how long we were there, but dude, I I don't even know. I remember we were there forever. It was a long time. And we were there pretty much all night. And like 20,000 takes. It was crazy. And, oh, yeah, I get that because I wouldn't want to do that at all. But, um, yeah, I think with us it's just the location. Um, Coming up with a setup that we want to do. I Actors, mean. There's actresses, stuff like that. With us, we're, we're, we're always working on whatever sound we want to go to next. So. I think a lot of it is we get preoccupied focusing on music. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then speaking of music, um, you know, you're like, yeah, last release of 2017, man. Yep. Uh, any plans on new music? Um, I think right now with the whole quarantine thing, we're doing our best to just write as much as we can. I think that's the only uh, I think upside. Yeah. Not having so much fucking time now. I know eventually we're, we... We have a few stuff we want to try to put together, um, but it's just a matter of when we're actually able to get together and actually work on it. I think that's the hardest part sometimes now. Yeah. It was I hard. work full time, so it's like... No, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I think every band's like that. Everyone has full-time jobs. Some people work nights. Some people work days. Yeah. Getting I think our schedules too. are just too... Too sporadic. Too... Yeah, no, I've I've been facing the same problem too, and it's it's to the point where like now, fucking, well, let's see if we can do it. I don't know, remotely online or something like that. But yeah, and I know like with us, even before all this quarantine stuff, it was hard for us to get together because I mean, Troy and Levi work nights. I, all over the place. It's not even guaranteed when at work. But as far as days off, it's just let us know when no, <laughs> when you're off. off. One person's off, the other person's not on. Two people are off, three other ones are working. Yeah. So you're like, is it fucking worth it to even do it? 
And then you guys are, are still looking for a, a vocalist right now. Yep. Still still searching. There you go, man. Any vocalists out there, hit them up. Practice up looking at the, 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 the videos, look at the songs. What songs do you guys what song is it uh, the one you guys have out for them to, to try out? Um right now we have um the Scavenger's Daughter uploaded on our music glue site. Um right now we have an instrumental up and then we also have lyrics up there for them if they wanna go ahead and just send us a track or yeah. even video. Whatever what it at this point, whatever works. Whatever was <laughs> send something, man. Yeah. I uh yeah, I I downloaded it and I got the the lyrics and then uh, I did my take. Uh I don't yeah. know, I don't know if I sent it to you. I don't think so. I don't think I sent you, you sent the me full for I don't think I sent you the new song. Yeah, I don't think I sent you the full thing. I might I might get ballsy enough and do it again. <laughs> I think I think I've gotten better from from yeah, from that first track I did. Yeah. That's even if I could find it. I don't even know if I have it anymore, but I remember I did the whole thing. The only thing is I think I did mine Well, that's another thing. So for the vocalists out there, they they decide to do it. Do you guys want it exactly the way it's in the recording, or are you guys cool with a, a vocalist taking a little bit of the lyrics and mixing them up a little bit, putting certain things in different places, or what are you guys looking for? I think right now we're just um, we would prefer it just to be as close to what we've already released, just because. I mean, it's already, it's, already, it's already out there. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if anybody wants to throw their own spin on it, I mean, uh, I say by all means, go for it. Do you um, – who writes most of the lyrics for you guys? Um, well, before, Josh would write all the lyrics. It was using the lyrics? Um, before, we would just – like, the rest of us would just more worry on, like, structuring the song and making sure it all works not too long or not anything short, extra. And then when you guys write, like, um, what's the process like? What do you, how do you guys write? Because uh, that's what I was talking about to to other guys before. Is is I I I like to to pick you guys' brains to see how it starts. Is it, is it just a riff? Is it an idea? Is it a concept? Is it? Well, lately it's been Levi. He's had parts already written, like from like I don't know when. No, yeah, just so like, like he'll show us. Riffs. He's got he's got in the riff yeah. bank. Pretty much. He, ha- he has a lot that we just haven't had a chance to really work with. Yeah, so basically, basically, like, he, he brings out the ideas, and Chris kind of just works around it and just kind of pieces it together. Yeah, one of us will just have an idea, and we bring everything it to else, we just kind of try together. to put everything together from there. I mean, it takes us forever to write music because we're kind of perfectionists when it comes to <laughs> what we write. <laughs> Um, I think that's like our only drawback when it comes to just releasing stuff is we always, we finish writing it and then we'll play it for a while and be like, well, this part I think we need to change. So then we end up just working on it, uh, progressively until eventually we're just like, I think we changed all we can. (laughs) Or like in most (laughs) cases, it's like, well, it's. A completely different song, so it's like, <laughs> let's <laughs> like <laughs> scrap it. Yeah, <laughs> that happens it's a lot too. This isn't even how we started. <laughs> and I, What's I think that's like, again? <laughs> like, uh, like Ray said, that's like our biggest downfall because we're too critical. I feel I th- like something can sound really good, and then like Levi will be like, "Oh well, I don't like the way it sounds," and then it just 
turns into something different. I think that's also why we don't like to really mention too much about what we're working on or if we're going to release music soon or anything like that, just because everything always changes. And like, for example, like Quietus, it took us maybe a year or two before we actually finished recording it, released it and everything. That's true, because I remember before it was released, you would send me a bunch of tracks. I'm like, okay, dude, it's on Sigler. When the fuck is this coming out? Yeah. <laughs> this is like your 33rd email. <laughs> when is this shit coming out? But I now it's funny you guys mentioned that because I, I think I think I've been able to pick that up from you guys where it's like, yeah, these guys are really Yeah, perfectionists. Like nitpicky about you guys' sound, how you write, everything about it. Which again is not a bad thing, but it it can shoot you in the face sometimes. You know, because you can have something really good, and you'll you'll beat it to death. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and it's funny because yeah, that's how once we started recording our own stuff, because um, with March of Doom we went to to a guy he recorded for us. Shout out to Dusty. And then I was like, "Fuck it, you guys are recording your own stuff." It started coming out and it sounded fucking amazing. Uh, I'm like, "Fucking, why can't we do that?" And he finally got the balls to do it, released a single. And, and I think everyone should start doing that. I think everyone should start um, recording on their own, even if it is for just demos or EPs, because I think it really it really changes everything and it really puts your song to the test. Really, really puts your song to the test because you go, okay, can you really play this fucking song? You know, like If you can make your own like sound sound really good then i feel like that's when you're ready to like go into like an actual professional studio because you'll know your shit like already like you'll know that your stuff is good enough and you won't have any problems you're not wasting anyone's time yeah and and i think it it really shows i think it would really show like if you were to go to professional if you guys were to go to the studio everyone would go like oh these guys know what they're doing they're not wasting time. They're not dicking around. They they know their parts. They know the song. They know how to play to a click. Because you guys are one of the best I've, I've ever seen playing the, for a click. It's like I said, you guys do their practices, I find insane. And then you guys do it live, which, again, blows my fucking mind. And it, it's cool because you see all the big bands do it, and none of the uh, smaller bands dare to try. Yeah. You know? Or maybe because they don't even know how, because I don't even know how. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like I mean, I think that's what's also helped us as far as like accomplishments that we've made as far as like playing warp tour, um, main stage and the Ernie Ball stage when we were OLA and just oh a shit. bunch of different You're stuff. Right. Um, I think that's kinda I guess what sets us apart a little bit from, from other bands. I think so. I think so for sure, and and I think that's very important. You have to have something that's going to set you apart from all the other bands because then you just get lost in the wave. You get lost in the ocean. You have to be able to stick out a little bit, and I think that's, I think that's your guys' thing is to be able to play so tight and have everything so, um, I don't know, sound professional, look professional, and it's 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 it's, it's inspiring, man. Because I'm over here trying to do the same thing, except I'm not as smart as you guys. I'm just like, <laughs> I I try. That's what I'm always asking you, dude. I'm always messaging you of how how you do things, certain things. But 
it, it's it's crazy. And then, unfortunately, we can't play shows anytime soon. But I'm I'm excited for you when you guys go on stage because I think you guys will will definitely be able to stick out of the crowd. And and that's crazy. Two times going to World Tour. Yeah. And 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 two different names. <laughs> yeah. That speaks volumes, man. It really does. Like it really, really fucking does. Um, which one was better? That's hard, but I, I'd I'd say probably our, our uh, main stage day when we were TGA already. Yeah. Um, we ended up playing main stage in 2017, and just I guess just the experience of being on that stage where you see so many bands that you've you've seen over the years and it's, it's surreal. It, it's something I don't think any of us really expected that we would ever get to do. Yeah, no, it's a it's a huge uh, landmark for you guys, man. And like I said, it's it's surreal because I mean you start you start doing this whole band thing and and I mean everyone has their delusions of grandeur and their, and their dreams and, and aspirations, but then you go, ah, it, it it might be a little too far fetched. But when you actually get to to do one of those things, it's it's pretty fucking wild, you know. Even if it is just playing on a stage, playing at a, a gymnasium for high school kids, you know, to you guys playing main stage on World Tour. Yeah, you remember in the when we played Bel Air, they even had that whole, like, curtain pull and everything? <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> and was it, like, a talent show? Or? No, it was just a... Uh, I don't even know what it was. But, like, they... They basically thought we were, like, the biggest thing, I guess. <laughs> but we had, like, two floodlights on the sides of the whole theater stage and everything, and, like, there was this whole curtain pull, and... It was just, it was a weird experience. Mm. I guess you did it. Like I said, it's 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 just gotta take but all those opportunities, man. Yeah, from Bel Air uh, gymnasium stages to <laughs> what tour stage, I guess. That's crazy. Like I said, if if you were to tell, if I were to tell you guys when you first started, you're gonna play gymnasiums. You're like, yeah, that sounds about right. And then you go, no, oh, but you're gonna play the main stage of World Tour. You're like, no, fuck out of here. Yeah, I don't know when that's gonna happen, but okay. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's pretty wild, man. And again, it's it's because you guys did it all DIY, and I think you guys are one of the best to do it. It's 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 pretty wild, mm-hmm. pretty fucking crazy. And you guys have. Yeah, I remember telling myself in 2012, like after we played like Ernie Ball, I was like, I really fucking hope like I get to play the main stage like one day. Not knowing five years later that I'd ever get that opportunity. Hey, sometimes you gotta speak into fruition, man. Or even thinking fruition. Sounds weird, but yeah, it's the truth, though. I know that whole thing was such a big deal to us. We even rented out like this huge house. Million dollar <laughs> home. Dude, it was supposed to be a small house. Just <laughs> a <laughs> random like cottage that we were going to stay in before the show. And like after the show or whatever. And the dude was like, oh yeah, we double booked you guys. And um, but we have this other one that's like, um, it's closer to the mountain or whatever. And we'll give it to you for the same price. Dude, we showed up and it's like this multi-million dollar house. Like, shit, we it were insane. Dude. Dude. Like, it was so big that we could literally not even ever see each other that whole weekend. <laughs> you know, had a gym, had a movie theater, it had a pool, huge ass pool. The mountain was literally right next to it. And just go hiking from the backyard and just and had like this huge driveway and three like wine rooms. Dude, shit. it was insane. That's crazy, man. The bathroom was like five car garage. 
Dude, the master bedroom is bigger than his fucking apartment. <laughs> yeah. And just because they double booked you guys. Yeah, basically. The the shower was basically its own um, its own apartment. <laughs> it was crazy. Like, I'll sleep in here. Fuck it. That's wild, man. And then, band-wise, um, do you guys had any big influences, or did you guys just try to do whatever came out? Did you have a, a plan for a sound, a plan for even a genre? Um, I think for a while we just, whatever we can write, whatever we like, then, I mean, that's really what we went for is just, as long as we're happy with it, then mm-hmm. that's, that's like the biggest thing for us. And were you guys like self-taught? Did you guys take, well, you said you were taking the guitar in high school. Yeah, for the most part. Uh, I started taking guitar in high school and then a guitar teacher left and I mean, like I said, um, me and Chris and then our original guitarist, Charles, we basically just taught each other, I guess. Yeah, well shout out to Charles. That's my yeah. homie, too. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Troy, dude, you were already 11, 12 years old. 12 years old. You were in the band. When did you start playing drums? I think as young as... Out the womb? I think I got my first kit in 09, like my first real kit. I mean, it was the first act, but I mean, that was like, yeah. like oh, shit. Fuck <laughs> it, man. So, what was that? Seven years ago? I don't know, maybe. No, not even. Oh, yeah. Seven years ago. Can't do it. Can't even do fucking bass and back, right? Yeah. You want to bottom my toes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was fucking young, dude. Like, eight, maybe? Eight years old. Already playing drums. Were you playing drums and, like, or just... At eight years old, dude, I, I couldn't even pick up an instrument and keep focus on it. So, <laughs> like, I don't have the attention span, even till this day. But did you did you go eight years old, like, fuck it, I want to play drums? Or was it just, like, another toy? I think I already knew at that point. Like, just seeing my dad, like, growing up, seeing my dad play all the time and always seeing him play was, like, such a big inspiration to me. So I was like, I need to do this. And I think one of the reasons why I do it now is for him. Okay. That's cool, man. So you're basically just, just watching him. Mm-hmm. Just watching him, you picked it up. Oh, damn. That's fucking talent. It took me practice and practice and practice and practice and practice to be halfway decent. That's crazy, man. What would be, besides your dad, um, drumming influences? As uh, a drummer. At first, like, my dad really got me into, like, Neil Peart. So I was like, oh, oh shit. shit. I was like, like, this guy's fucking wild. And I rem- even remember seeing, um, the thing, Tony Royster Jr. <sighs> dude, <laughs> he's fucking beast. Like, I was seeing his drum solo at, what, like, eight years old, dude. I was like, those are fuck. Big, like, those I want to be able to do that. Those are gods amongst men you're talking about right there, man. <laughs> those are huge names to drop. Yeah, those are, <laughs> those are good heroes to have, man. Fuck. Yeah. Neil Peart. Ah, damn. Okay, that that explains it. <laughs> that that <laughs> speaks a lot, dude. That really does. To to go, I said at, at eleven, twelve years old, we were already thinking that you get one of the best drummers we ever heard. Hasn't changed now, and that that explains a lot. And I I know myself. I can, I know I can be better. I just don't put in the effort as I should. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like I'll be honest, like with myself. Like I, I know I can be a whole lot better. I just don't. I don't. Put time into it. 
Uh, now, now Max has some uh, firepower against him. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> he shot fire. Now he can ask, he's got some ammunition for him. That's <laughs> great. That's how fucking drummers are, though. These guys are so fucking talented and without even trying. Yeah. And I can't even fucking keep a polka beat on a drum <laughs> kit without fucking up. Like, it's crazy. And then, right, like, you play bass. I've known you as a bassist, but I knew you played guitar because I've seen you play guitar. Mm-hmm. Was it always like you? Did you just be play bass because they needed a bass player, um, like most bass players in the world? <laughs> Basically, I mean, I just, I just, uh, I ended up playing bass just because, I mean, every every band that I tried to join, they're like, "Well, we already, we already have, have a bassist, or like, or we have a guitarist already, or like bands that I already tried starting before that, and then high school and everything. It was just like I played guitar, but then it was just." Um, Never led anywhere, <laughs> and uh, eventually, <laughs> eventually, Aaron was just like, "Well, we need a bassist." So, fuck it, I can play bass. <laughs> You're like, I can two try. Le- two less strings, I can do I this. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> did did something make you want to pick up a guitar? Or was it just because it was offered to you in high school? Um, I think it was just always like the earliest memory I can think of was just like I said, hearing like Billy Idol, all these. 80s hair metal bands, um, um, Crazy Train, yeah, right. Crazy Train. That that intro riff actually, honestly, kind of led into. I want to try to learn how to do that, um, okay. and leading into Bulletproof Valentine, Avenged Sevenfold, bands like that. And I'm just like, those are very. I, I, I want to know how to do that. They're very so guitar driven uh, bands. Fucking Crazy Train. It's just there to learn. Classic. Yeah. That whole bass intro too is just the way everything leads up into it. The whole thing is fucking genius, dude. Yeah. It's just you know, a little shaky thingy. Yeah, Randy Rose, man. <laughs> shaky thingy. Shaky. I told you, dude. I'm dumb. <laughs> yeah, Randy Rose. Randy Rose, man. And it events unfold again. Another very guitar-driven band. Yeah. Do you do you plan to try to do guitar in the future? Um, at this point, I mean, maybe for like my own stuff, but um, right now, it's just like when I was doing mod and and OLA. It's just it's something that um, it's hard to focus on multiple things at once. Yeah, and once you start having ideas on bass, then you just keep a. Uh, Building and building and building, <laughs> just going off of everything that you're doing, and it's hard to, I guess, it, um, it's hard to get away from what you put your mind into. Yeah, and I guess it's 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 I guess it's kind of hard to separate. Um, I think I think I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you guys, you guys, another one in the band has a separate side band, right? Um, not right now. No, right. Everyone's no. just focused on. No, like. Before it was uh, Troy and Aaron were had their own band and um, well, like I was with Mod and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Other than that, we haven't really done anything extra. So you guys never, yeah, you guys never strayed away from doing multiple. Which I'm surprised because you're a drummer. <laughs> well, I did write a song. I did write a song recently. Oh, you did? Yeah. That. Yeah. That was a little. Drummers are usually band horse. <laughs> yeah, workers are like in four, five, six different bands. It's just I so I just hard to I find drummers. Put it's myself into that kind of like 
it's really hard to find drummers. Right. I remember uh, Skyscrapers was trying to get Troy to do drums. Yeah. And then Max ended up doing drums for them. He did, because he's a whore. And then they <laughs> stopped playing, they stopped doing shows. Yeah. Speaking of Max, I mean, like, Akira also, and... Whore. Um, <laughs> Max has played in a lot of bands. Max <laughs> has been in a shit ton of bands. Um, I'm hoping to have him in the next episode, because he's been in so much, it's insane. And, and... At least with the, oh, the Acura right now, he's he's the basses, which yeah. is different. But and he's been such a drum whore. Not that, and you guys known each other since you were born, so yeah. No, oh, yeah, I mean, me and that guy, we were literally babies next to each other. So I mean, I'm natural. Pretty sure, you have more stories than than <sighs> everybody else is gonna have. Yeah, no, I I, I need like a six part series with that man because it's <laughs> just so much. But. Like even I mean, yeah, dude. It's it's when when I when I message you guys to be on the podcast and then the whole time, like I said, I don't really do prep for anything, but which I should. But the only thing I was thinking about to myself was like, fuck, I've known these guys for a very long time, and <laughs> oddly enough, we've both been in two different uh, <laughs> uh, band changes. Yeah, right. Because yeah, you guys were all a O L A. Sorry, can't say that right. And then now with the grave aesthetics, and then we were in March of Doom, and now without models, and it's it's kind of the same kind of th- um, story, maybe scenario, whatever you will, of you guys being almost the same uh, band members and just switching things up a yeah. bit, putting in a different name on it, um, sound wise, switching it up a little bit. Um, I think I did more of a uh, drastic change. Sound wise, but um, but you guys, the the spirit of it's still there. Like you, um, back in the day, day, you guys mesh so well. Right now, I think you guys mesh so well, um, and it, I, like I said, it just keeps on getting better. Like um, one thing I want to start doing is the the uh, the playthroughs, and you you guys yeah. did the one with Troy with the with the drum playthrough, which came out fucking killer. Um, so now I want to start doing that. Um, any more playthroughs in the future? Um, so we're hoping so. I mean, why do I work in one for Paramore? I just yeah, didn't record. We have a emo set coming up eventually. Whenever I was gonna say, whenever. Like, I was like, wasn't I that? Mean, it's like been like a year ago. <laughs> I was gonna say, so wasn't I mean, that supposed to happen two uh, years ago or something? I like think that? at this point, we're just we're anxious to start sharing. I guess our own take on some of these songs i'm I'm so glad you guys mentioned that because i completely fucking forgot about it uh because <laughs> it's been such a long time since this was supposed to happen yeah <laughs> and and um i mean I think I we're all hoping that it would just fly under the radar of covid but, but no it didn't i was hoping so too but sorry um i never went to one of the the emo nights because it's not the first time they did it right this was like i think yeah. it's the f- Fifth, fourth, fourth, fifth, yeah. I never went to one. I had a friends that went to one and they explained it to me, so I, I didn't get it. I'm like, so it's covers, right? Mm-hmm. You do covers of a band. Yeah. Do you choose one band to cover or? Um, I think basically that's the format that he's trying to do. Is um, you pick a band and just go for it, I guess. But um. I know he's told us that they're not limiting it to just one band. So, like, you can cover a band, but then play other songs. Right. 
And then you guys chose Paramore? Yeah. We we chose Paramore more as a tribute to Leah. So Hell yeah. Uh, that's that's fucking awesome. Oh. That's yeah. even that makes it even much fucking awesome. More awesome. Um so was it gonna be a whole set? Yeah. Yeah. Of just nothing it's but nine songs. Nine yeah. songs? <laughs> Nine Holy songs, shit! Uh, I was about to say what four, five. Yeah, no, we, we spent we spent like we did six all her months. favorites. Yeah, basically nine songs. Every song that she used to listen to a lot is what we chose to do. And um, then, wow, that's impressive, I mean, man. With that, like we we built all the click tracks and all the light show and stuff. So, like what we would do the production for our own stuff is what we did too. So yeah. you even did that on yeah, top of that, yeah. Even. So it's not production. only learning the songs, you guys. Did the click track to it, made mm. it the light to each song. We we, I guess to other people, I guess we make it seem like it's easy, but oh, I know it's we not. We spent the last maybe six seven months before the original date just perfecting what we were learning. Um, me programming the lights, all the MIDI stuff, and well, you guys just 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 learning nine songs is fucking incredible. And then to <laughs> go even step further, as you guys like to do, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I swear you guys go in a room and go, "How can we make this harder on ourselves?" <laughs> Basically, I mean, we 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 always try to. No, you guys literally do go fucking above and beyond, which is it's it's yeah super respectable. Like we try to, but then we also try to limit ourselves like what's okay like this is gonna be doable for sure but like yeah i know not like to go too far when building the lights it took a lot of bouncing off ideas between me and troy as far as um what we can do what might be too much right just because right now the lights that we're using most of what we can do is mostly just on and off stuff strobes different lights being on so yeah it's not like you yeah, yeah. we didn't want to do too much we're in like I mean, it was going to start bothering people's eyes. and <laughs> Laser beams. <laughs> we need laser beams <laughs> on top of our foreheads. On top of Troy's head. <laughs> Dude, I'd pay money for that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that that's crazy. Yeah, you guys go above and beyond. So nine songs. Yeah. Now, that's one thing, that's one thing I didn't understand either. So is it, do you guys cover the songs and are you going to perform in... I don't know how to say this, I guess. Like the song is? Yeah. Or or you guys Yeah, we have uh Levi's girlfriend is doing vocals for Okay. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's kinda like a um I guess tribute band. Mm-hmm. Kind yeah, of thing. basically. Yeah. Okay. I um, I guess our goal is to try to get it as close to sounding as possible. Okay. So yeah, that was my question. Like do you guys try to get it as close as possible or do you guys do a um a twist to it or do you guys in a different style? But it's just mm. the how the songs are. Yeah, but uh, we also look like at their live stuff too, like uh. what they do different like live, different tracks. Yeah. Um, God damn! I swear to God, you guys. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff that we built um, literally from from scratch. Um, <laughs> I know, like just like the pianos in the song "Decode," yeah. I I programmed all the piano. Um, some of the stuff we had to just splice up to try to get close enough to what what uh, extra tracks there are and um, even christian would um she would look at Haley williams live and kind of do her vocal takes live as opposed to like what's yeah you're kind of trying to put on that persona i guess mm-hmm. god damn you guys are 
insane. <laughs> <laughs> you make me feel so fucking lazy. <laughs> and I feel like we're lazy. Like No, dude, you guys go, like, you guys take it to a level where it should be taken, but no one dares to. And it, it all goes back to that, like, what we put into our show is what all of us would want to see if we were to go see our favorite bands. Like we would want to see stage production makes a huge deal, at, at least for me. Okay. Um, for, for live shows, um, especially like with Enter Shikari, they have like insane light shows. Um, I know like when, um, what was that band that came? Suicide Silence, I think. The last band that Chris saw. Chelsea Grin. Mm. Um, I know for him, he didn't really like Chelsea Grin, but that show, their stage production made it where he actually liked them a lot. It's a new album, dude. I that new album is... <laughs> uh, I think it was fit for an autopsy, too. I he think was kinda so. Like, oh, that oh shit. killer, too. And, and oh, it, it all makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. Now you guys are mentioning that. It all makes sense now. Because, yes, it's true. Like it's yeah. it's stuff you you want to be doing. Oh, what up, man? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what up, dude? <laughs> I just get the shit out of you, man. <laughs> oh shit! All right, sorry guys, if you can't see this, but Aaron just walked in and scared the shit out of me because I didn't see him. Um, <laughs> fuck, I lost track. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, it makes sense that you guys were taken to that level. Um, because yeah, it's it's true. You do want to, because I, I started thinking that way too. Because uh, yeah, because we were talking about it earlier before we hit record. Was, uh March of Doom was just, just half fun. It wasn't, not yeah. There was no thought in it. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, we didn't do set list. We just played whatever song came to mind. We said we would call out songs mid set. Just fuck it, play this one. With this new project, it was just like okay, let's take this more serious. Let's let's really take it to the to. It's like a job. You know, you, you want to do the best you can and you want to be able to put a, put a show that you would enjoy watching. Yeah. And then you guys mentioning those bands, it makes sense now. You know, because those, those are perfect examples of bands that do this right now and they do it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my only, the thing that always, uh, at least for me personally, that always takes... I always have two sides of it, right? Because one part of me is like, yeah, I want to do what you guys are doing, play to the clicks, do the mini, do all of that stuff. Because um, it would just look killer. And, and again, it's the challenges as a musician, and and you just become a better musician by doing that. But then there's the other part of me that, again, I grew up on punk rock. and Yeah. And it was just like... It's what you're comfortable with. Not only comfortable with, but like... And I think it depends on the genre of music, right? Because if, like Chelsea Grin, I wouldn't want Chelsea Grin to fuck up on stage, <laughs> right? Because that's, that's, that's bands that have, like, drops, you know. Warped to her. <laughs> there's, there's certain parts in songs where, you, where you're like, I want this to sound exactly like it does in yeah. there. Cause it's, it, or even better. Or like even better, exactly. Um, and then there's other bands where I'm like, I want to see them fuck up. Yeah. I want them to play it faster than the recording or slower. Or, you know, like, it's just... A, a lot of times for me, it's like, if a band sounds, like, fucking killer, like, on an album or EP or whatever, 
and their stage performance is shit, that turns me off immediately. Okay. So, like, I won't listen to them because I mean, they can't reproduce what they record. Right. They can't play what they record live. Then What's like the point? I, I think at the very least, at least perform uh, what you recorded. And that, that comes back to us, too. It's like, oh, we want to be able to play exactly what we record because we don't want to sound different. Right. Or we don't want to sound worse. We always want to sound better. Or, I mean like, if you want to change it up, that's fine. It's just... At least if you can pull off what you recorded, then I think that's a big, um, that's a big accomplish accomplishment for any band. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. And I feel like a lot of bands now try to perfect their sound, record it, as opposed to perfecting their live sound. And I think that's where they lack a lot. Very true. Because it's, it's, it's not easy, but um, it's so different. It's so different being live and being in the studio recording. Mm-hmm. S- completely different environment. It's not even. It's night and day. But yeah, it's it's very true. Like you can, because it's studio magic. Yeah, Any band exactly. can do studio magic. But it's you got fucking auto tune. You got like yeah, it's it's these it's plugins. You got all these kinds of gadgets and stuff that make you sound. I wouldn't want to say better than you than you play, but. In most cases, it's true. Yeah, it's true. You can you can program drums to do anything nowadays. Yeah, but exactly. can you physically do it? Right, you could program a guitar to sound so fucking fast, but can you physically play it? Or even vocalists or singers, like dude, you can auto tune all fucking day, but if that shit's gone, well, you remember uh, programming Max's drums before? <laughs> <laughs> he added so much that I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> No, dude, and that's a <laughs> Max is such as an, an impossible drummer to program. <laughs> He's such an impossible fucking drummer to program because he hits notes that just don't even make sense <laughs> in an algorithm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's no space to where he hits. Uh, so the luckily, the way we did it with ours is I I bought an electric kit and that's how we recorded the drums because we can we can do it. But um, but you guys program most of it, right? Um, yeah. Luckily, I was gifted a uh, e-kit that I now use for program programming drums, so, like, I'll play it. We purchased Get Good drums, which sound fucking phenomenal, dude. Like you have Get Good? Yeah. Sounds so weird. Get mean. Good? <laughs> <laughs> you got some Get Good? <laughs> so, like, with that, dude, it's just, like, <laughs> it's crazy. That sounds like some crazy crack. Hey, man, you got some Get Good? <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious about Get Good. I'll um, show you a track right now. With, yeah. with how many sure. with how many ads they have for Get Good, it feels Dude, like uh, there's like so crack. many things that you can do that like that makes it sound like a live studio kit. Dude, like it's yeah. crazy. There's so many little things you could change the overhead mics, room mics, the separate mics for the snare, the bottom top, Damn. the overheads, the room. I, mean, I know a lot of people uh, shit on uh, bands having rec- like program drums and stuff but if you do it right dude like it's like that and it's just you got to do with what you can you got to do what you can but now what makes like uh quietest was all program drums i didn't record them myself Mm -hmm. levi individually put many tracks bless his heart yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) he he did he did the drums but to a video that i recorded for each bless his drums because it's fucking they probably took five years of his life just doing that <laughs> shit. I fucking hate programming drums so much, dude. So much. So now okay. that I'm like I'm learning how to 
program drones in my e-kit, like it's making shit a lot easier. Yeah. A lot quicker. And yeah, because you don't have to take those times to just yeah. do it. I you mean, granted, I don't have the best e-kit, but like I had to go back and fix the volumes or like it hits, but I mean, that's shit. that's something that's easily done. Yeah. And it's it better than... It makes everything more human. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's, that's what we noticed uh, when we recorded our, dr- our, our, our single was that, yeah, it sounded human. It sounded yeah, like, like yeah, yeah, someone's playing this. It's, it's, it's someone's actually playing this. It doesn't sound like a robot's fucking yeah, playing. Yeah. And the cool thing about all these uh, these new plugins is they're getting more realistic. Yeah. yeah. More realistic every fucking day and more accessible because they don't cost a fucking arm and leg anymore, man. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, it takes like these <laughs> producers and shit kind of out of business, but I mean... Fuck them. (laughs) 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 They've had their time. It's our time. It's good, good time. It's good, good time. (laughs) Nolly has done so much for, like, recording plugins and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Even the whole dark glass plugin from Neural. um, Parallax. We use the the Parallax for our our base. And it sounds insane. It sounds fucking killer. It's St. Nolly, dude. He he yeah. saved us all. Like, he's our Lord and he basically, uh, he wrote the, he wrote the whole uh, testament on bass tone and, dude, like he knows his shit so well. It's like, yep. <laughs> we <laughs> not just bass, dude. Like everything, everything, <laughs> and it's guitars, yeah, bass, drums, drums, vocals. Like, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna make candles with his face <laughs> on it. <laughs> And just having them in recording studios and light them up every, <laughs> <laughs> every time. Say a prayer to Satan Ollie before you hit record. <laughs> and he'll bless you with tone. Someone's going to have to Photoshop. <laughs> Photoshop Saint Nolly. Photoshop, someone's got to do it now. Do it. Hey, wait a minute. I think I know a guy. <laughs> Dude, you got to do it now. <laughs> I will, I'll do it. <laughs> you do it. I'll, I'll pay to have him put on candles. <laughs> we'll, we'll make this a thing. Fucking Saint Ollie for sure, dude. But those guys, dude, oh my God, they they paved the way for for all of this. Yep, sure. They changed the game. They made it to the point like, yeah, dude, you can do it yourself, and you can make it huge. Yep. These guys are massive. Like it's Misha too is like, dude, Misha. I don't it, think there's anything plug-in wise you can go. It's to. not fair. It's not no, fair. It's not fair. It's oh but they God. practice their crafts like. Like religiously, dude. Like it's, and I think the cool thing about all the periphery guys is, especially Nolly, especially uh, Misha, is they could have been dicks and kept it all to themselves. Yep, exactly. You know, they could have been fucking dicks and be like, "We we found the key to success. We're gonna keep it to ourselves." Yeah, they didn't do that. They they shared it to the whole fucking world. They made it super accessible. They made it to the point where you don't have to spend affordable. Aff- yeah. Like, b- before it used to be Pro Tools and Superior, and that was, and it still is, stupid expensive. Now it's like... You got Reaper that's free. It's free, yeah. Yeah. And then you got all these plugins that some people just release for everyone to download, and, and they're insane, like... Yeah, they're... In, they're. Well, just before we got Get Good, I was using a MT Power Drum Kit, uh-huh. and that, that shit's free. <laughs> I mean, it sounds it sounds fine, but yeah, dude, it, it's great. All you have to do is just do some Google research and exactly. and of course uh, practice your craft. You have you to just be literally good. type in free VST plugins and yeah, that's all you, you have to do. It's not even that hard to Google. 
But it's just taking the time to actually learning it. Learn. Because it's not as easy. Unfortunately, it's not as easy as just downloading it and it fucking works. Oh, yeah. Exactly. You have to know exactly Software. what you're doing. Yeah. Even when it comes to guitar, it all comes from like your input volume and everything. Yep. It's something I had to learn too. And and uh I do I do mine a little still old school I still mic the cab and everything like that too, but it's still you have to know how to do that. You know, you have to know where to put the mic. Yeah. You have to know where to put the levels. Which is why I don't live record drums. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's why we don't do it. We we want to our the not because our plan is to record and release three songs at a time. I feel like people don't have the attention span for full albums anymore. Not, not now. And I think that's also something that we've talked about is just releasing small EPs gradually. Yeah, it's not just like our own personal take. Like it's a lot of like the big musicians that we know. It's like they're doing that. Don't waste your time on a full album when no one's gonna get through oh half yeah. of it. Yeah, if if, if everyone don't even know who you are, if everyone are sa- if everyone's saying this and it's for a reason, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean? so I, I took that to heart too. So it, like, it keeps everybody engaged in what you're doing. Yeah, and, and it gives someone, it gives them engaged, it gets them to where if you hook them, mm-hmm. they want more. Yeah, and they will continue coming for more, because if you give them all at once, it's like, well, what else do you have? <laughs> yeah, and you go, like, oh, give me a couple <laughs> of years. Yeah, and I'm like, ah, by that time I forgot about you guys. Yeah, you know. I think that's something important to do too, because I still I know I know a lot of people that still and I get it. It is a, it is a goal. Like at least it was for me, um, as a musician going fucking. I want to record a full length album, because you know. I you think that's everyone's like everyone's. Like, oh, we gotta do it. We gotta do it. But they don't think about the the engagement aspect in as between far as where you are. Yeah. Like if you're low, then like no one's gonna really give a shit if you release an album. But like. You release EP or singles after singles, and you get people to follow you. That's when they'd be like, "Oh fuck! Like I need like now you need I need an album. album. Like yeah. I need something that's like." Yeah. I think unless you're like, dude, what Ghost or Maiden or anything, oh, dude, nobody wants at, a full album right away. Look at fucking Bleed from Within, dude. Like they were nothing until they released. I forgot what their last e- or album was, and it they fucking blew up, dude. Like that's a really good example. That's and true. that's rec- that that's true. our kind of like our focus right now like yeah we're all kind of like 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 fuck (laughs) (laughs) like they're insane dude i think right now currently as far as like bands that are inspiring us are kind of like bleed from within um i forgot what that song is called the first one that came out um into something into into nothing into nothing into nothing and uh Right now, as far as, like, Chris and myself, right now, we've been really inspired as far as um, music-wise from Ginger. Mm. Ginger is easily one of the tightest bands we've ever heard live and recorded. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's... (laughs) And then you see their live performances, and it's, like, ungodly, like... It's just crazy how tight some of these bands are i have never seen them live i had not the opportunity but i remember i heard yeah i had a friend of mine from work show me this i'm like oof, oof, yeah okay and yeah it's like as they dying but heavier and better <laughs> yes that's exactly <laughs> what as they like dying should have been Basically. like not that i'm shitting on them like they're a good band but it's like this is this is as they like dying if he didn't try to kill his wife basically <laughs> pretty much 
But then, like, damn, them releasing their shit now, it's, I feel like it's a little try hard. And then, like, Nick left. So it's like, yeah, I saw that Nick left. I'm like, everything well, right now is just, I don't know. Even it, though, even though their last album wasn't bad, though. Yeah. It had some, it had some riffs, dude. It had some, that the single they released was fucking killer. Yeah. But I don't think, the, I don't think the album was as good as that single. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cause that single was just like, wow. Yeah. Top notch as it like dying and then the whole album like it's not a bad album. It's just it didn't, didn't meet. live up to their Yeah, they didn't live up to that single. Yeah. I think the problem is with these older bands that we grew up with, that whole metalcore I guess phase is Hey man, it's not a phase. <laughs> new bands. <laughs> like if if bands <laughs> release new stuff, it's either gonna sound too much like what their old stuff was and you're gonna get bored. Or it's gonna be too new that you, you just lose don't the want it. Oof, that's a good point it's too, a, man. Fuck, poor guys. Because you have like all these bands that we grew up with turning into like radio rock. It's like Motionless and White. It's a good example. Dude. Oh uh, yeah, that dude. That made me so fucking or sad. Or it's who else? Motionless and Benjamin. Basically, Benjamin and White. Benjamin and White. Who else? Um, Del Wars Prada. Del Wars Del Prada. Prada. August Burns one. Red has always sound the same, so it's like, yeah, I get it. They just can't get out of there. I mean, there's only some bands that they can release the same exact sound, and you're okay with it. Just bands like, like I said, like Maiden or anything like that. It's they a good can, fucking they point, They sound man. like Maiden. That's Holy shit! That's what you want. You know what? But I never thought about this shit, and you just blew my fucking mind right now. <laughs> Holy but fuck! I mean, that's unfair. You have these all younger bands. They stick to what they were during that phase, and nobody wants it. Wow. Or they change too much to be too radio rock. Wow, 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 wow. Holy shit, dude. You literally just blew my it, head. It, it's hard to have that in between. Because it's very true. You have, yeah, you have Iron Maiden. They've never not sounded like Iron Maiden. And there was never a downfall with them. I think it's a matter of what period of time you blew up in and how much you blew up. But it's like knowing your audience too. Yeah. Hmm. What? It's like taking what you, what you're good at, and what people like, and making it better without sounding the same. This is, yeah. And I think that's what Iron Maiden's done. Like they've, they've perfected their sound, that they can write anything and change it, and, and it still, sounds, still like sounds good. And that's true. It's them. Man, man, fucking maybe metalcore was a phase. <laughs> <laughs> this breaks my heart, dude. <laughs> dude. Just listen to Killswitch now. I mean, Killswitch even Killswitch now has changed I was a about lot. I, I, was a, I, I was about to give that example. I'm like, but what about Killswitch? And then I'm like, they no, even also. them. Even Killswitch. Dude, even with Jesse Beck, and I, I think he's one of the better vocalists that they've had. I think I, so, too. I like Jesse's vocals, but I like Howard's clean vocals. Yeah, I like Howard's singing better than Jesse's. Yeah. But I like Jesse's screams better than Howard's. Yeah. But but I mean even then they still they changed enough that it's not even kill switch anymore to me. Really? You think so? I, I think a lot of bands that I used to listen to, I've outgrown just cuz of the direction they've taken. Yeah. And like oh, it's unfortunate what happened to the Ghost Inside, but like their new stuff it's like they're already kind of. I'm glad you said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, like you heard Ghost it here first, guys. <laughs> the Ghost Inside is fucking killer, but I mean, they're just. Yeah, I'm glad you said it, not me. But I, I felt the same way, dude, because I love the Ghost Inside. 
huge fucking fan of since the beginning. Um, got me through some fucking rough times. And then I remember, I remember when that fucking accident happened because um, I was working I mean, at a hospital at the time. It's really close to us too. Yeah, it was a hospital. I was working at a hospital at the time, and and we had one of the merch guys or one of the sound guys where we were at. So I used to work in an ICU, and um, I had the I forgot who it was. I think it was the vocalist who called because they were in another hospital asking for the status of their friend. And I told him I wasn't supposed to, but I told him. <laughs> I just I fangirled on the phone. I'm like, yo man, I'm a, I'm a big fan. <laughs> I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Real quick, real quick, I'm just glad you guys are okay. Okay, I'm a big fan. <laughs> I'm like, I know I'm not supposed to be doing this, <laughs> and it's just like bad timing. <laughs> but I, t- I, t- I told him like, I'm just glad you guys are okay. I'm a big fan. I hope you guys recover f- fully and this, this, and that. And uh, glad they did. But yeah, like that that. I wanted a new album from them just because of the whole story. Yeah. But it didn't, it honestly didn't hit home like I thought it was going to. It didn't hit as hard as I thought it was going to. I mean, it's not bad. It's definitely not a bad album, but. I feel like they're trying to catch up to what they were before the accident. That's actually kind of what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. It was like, uh, we're, st- we, we're back to where we left off, guys. You know, like, yeah. oh, dude, too much time has passed. Like, it's. Yeah. It's kind of the same with evolution. too. Yeah, that's true too. Unfortunately, but then they had Woven War, which was good. Dude, Woven War was amazing. <laughs> yeah, no Woven War. And cool. at this point, I kind of honestly wish it would have just stuck with Woven War. Same, because uh, I think because they released two albums, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, because the second album, the first album was like, okay, I kind of see what you're trying to do. The second album was like, okay, you guys are doing it. So I wanted a third one because yeah. I, I was pretty sure it was going to be even fucking better. And then that's when they're like, and then that's oh, when Tim's out, Tim's so we're, we're going yeah, so like to just do that really dying again. That just, it just wasn't a good, <sighs> like, as, as much as I want it as like dying new material, it was like, how long are you going to last? Like, you've been out, out of the game for so long. It's like, shit has changed from the time Tim got incarcer- incarcerated to now. So it's like. And not only that, but just the idea of what happened with him, like. It alienated a lot of people from the band. That was the weirdest thing that I, I thought of, because uh, I was actually thinking of going to go see them in Arizona or something like that. Because yeah. the lineup was sick. I mean, I forgot what the lineup was, but it was a sick lineup. Uh, I think after the burial was playing I with think them, so. yeah. which was like okay, I, my my justification. I'm like, I'm gonna go see after the burial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. <not. laughs> but uh, I didn't go. Um, but I mean, they sold out shows. Yeah, dude, almost everywhere. So I thought I thought that was funny. I'm like, okay, we. I mean, I can understand I looking mean, past it and just cause just going for the music. But, but, but that's that's the thing. I'm like, how how hypocritical can 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 it be where you're you're canceling bands left and right because, of course, they're doing egregious shit, right? Yeah. Um, it's, I think it's with Tim. It's kind of like, well, well, what he didn't can you kill us. <laughs> <laughs> no, that not only not dead. dead. But so. did she but die? <laughs> 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 it's more of like, how can I trust this person, or how can I believe what this guy says, or how genuine is this person? Yeah. After he tried to like take someone's life, you know what Not I mean. Not only that, but the whole idea of what Isaac like dying was as a band. Yeah. You know what I mean? The concept of it, the uh, lyrical content, the whole story. That's when you go, yo, man, this guy was. I think now it just feels like he's capitalizing too much about his incarceration. Yeah. Like that whole like 
Shaped by Fire or whatever the song is called. He should have like gone. He should have gone more in, man. He should have gone thugcore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he. I think he just ran too much with the with his problems. Yeah, with the new album that, that or just kind of just of being like, well, look what it's molded me into. Yeah. No, yeah, because it, it when I was listening to the album, kind of seemed like okay, dude. Too like preachy. we get it. Like I get it. Like which is cool. Like I get his frustration or like whatever he's feeling at the time but it's like you could have put out my own grave exclusively on what happened yeah and wrote the whole album the something rest of the else. album just something else have instead to be of running on the idea of how you changed or how this yeah. fucking molded you into like a better person per se and it's <laughs> you didn't even do that much time tim shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> sit down boy <laughs> it's like you weren't even there for that fucking long okay <laughs> he should have doubled down on it though. I think he should have gone like crazier with it. But fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I think they could have taken his lyrics and put it towards something musically. Maybe. As opposed to lyrically. Yeah. Like making it more heavy or something. Yeah. To express his emotions through music as opposed to words. Words. Which is a cool challenge to do as a musician too. But that, that album wasn't even super heavy, which is really. I thought it was really riff oriented. Like it was a lot of guitar, a lot of guitar. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy riffs, which is cool to listen to for a while. But then again, it gets tiring after a while. Like, okay, I get it. You've been practicing, dude. <laughs> Not bad. Is that what you want? <laughs> I hate songs when they're just solo after solo after solo. I mean, that's kind of why. That's what August is, dude. Like they do yeah. the same fucking thing every song. So like, no, no song is different. But, like, you have, like, fucking whitewash or, like, meddler and shit like that, which that's were... I think that's why I get tired of more, like, progressive bands, like Animals as Leaders and stuff like that. It's because it's like, yeah, we get it. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Which is... It's, it's it's funny. Yeah. I mean, there's there's an art to simplicity. And yeah. art too, s- too simple, right? Like, it's... I don't know. Um... Yeah, you can be as technical as you want sometimes, but sometimes you can get your point across in one sentence. You don't mm-hmm. have to mm-hmm. write a three-page essay. Yeah. It's overwhelming at points. Yeah. It's like, I get it, man. You're really good at writing essays, but you could have just said three words. <laughs> I would have been like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, okay, cool. Fucking, I get it. I get it, dude. You don't have to <laughs> fucking preach to me for three hours. But it, 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 it I like it all, right? Like I do like Animals and Leaders. I do like very technical. I love listening to like, Technical progressive shit too, but and there's days where I just want to put the Ramones on. Yeah, <laughs> you know, what I mean? and just days where you're just too tired to have to think about a, a riff that's playing on your radio. <laughs> yeah, you just fucking just. Yes, that's how it is. Like even as as when you play music, like uh, there's some there's yeah there's days where you challenge yourself, and there's days where you just want to chug on that open note for <laughs> as long as you fucking can, you know. Yeah. I think my music taste is just so everywhere, dude. Like some days I'll listen to like not rap, but like I'll just like R and B. Or some sh- some days I'll listen to like heavy shit. Like I don't know. Oh, dude, you're telling me my fucking music taste is schizophrenic to say the least. <laughs> then I go <laughs> like back <laughs> to like fucking freestyle '80s music and shit. Yeah, dude, like yeah. it's 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 fine. Like one day I'll listen to Prince and the Revolution, and the next day I'm cattle decap. Cattle decapitation. <laughs> 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 like <laughs> not even the next day, same day. The next song is playing the, that. And like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it puts or me... Like, 
some songs that you even forgot. It's like, oh fuck, like yeah, I fucking love that. That's that's one of the greatest feelings where you're like, oh shit, I haven't heard this song fucking years. Yeah. And I forgot this was my jam. Yeah, dude, my music taste is schizophrenic to say the least. And I think that's another thing that uh, draws back a lot of the music industry is, like we were talking about loyal fans and everything that they follow you through everything. The problem is elitist, I think. Oh yeah, like I think that goes in any genre, dude. Just like when me and Chris we went to Austin to see Ginger, mm-hmm. and we en- we ended up seeing uh, we ended up seeing Ginger again in in San Antonio. Damn, dude, we Followed ended up the fucking tour and shit. We ended up next. You to guys the fell in love that much. We're like, guys, where we are you guys going next? We'll meet you there. We ended up next to this guy, and even at the that second Ginger show, we ended up next to the same guy, and he's like. Seriously, one of those, one of those classic like metalhead elitists and stuff, and like he's obviously there for Ginger, but (laughs) the whole time he's brown the Browning's playing or um, that other band Sumo Psycho was playing. Doing the impress me, bro. (laughs) Not even that. He was just like basically trying to tell them like to fuck off get off the stage and like I hate those fucking that guys. this isn't metal and th- we came to here we came to a metal show and the brownie is sick dude like you can get come fucking on. heavy dude it, it's I, I think it's crazy the browning is um like a, it's a crazy combination it's such a weird um, um just the biggest thing i can think of is like the song dragon is very but I it's mean, very dance heavy. For for them, it's like that's their shit. Like that's their sound that sets them apart from everyone else. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's dude, and I I can't even tell you how many like old metalhead dudes were just pissed that they were seeing a seeing band that had shit. like this party stuff in it, and like I thought it was a cool twist when I first heard him, because uh, this was back in the, during that time period. It was uh, yeah. I mean that was a trend. That was a trend. It was, it was, uh, fuck, what was it called? Like, Abandon All Ships and, uh, bands like that. It was all fucking genre. Oh, dance. Um, What's it called? I don't even know. Fucking robot noises. (laughs) (laughs) What's it fucking called? It was a genre, dude. I don't even know what it's called. But that was the thing. And these guys found a way to mesh them together. I thought that sounded fucking killer. Like, like, all it all got dance heavy towards the like second bit of the song and like live the, the sound is insane is it that's heavy man yeah i well, could i could drop kick someone to this like <laughs> and then start breakdancing yeah they found a good way to mesh it like perfectly in my in my opinion I think so. Not only really that, even like in that, I think it's that song. There's even rap parts in, in some of their songs. You could step to this, dude. It's fucking killer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm speechless. Like, I can't even, it's, it's good. Like, live, the whole sound was just so, like, everything just was at perfect levels. And, like, I'd imagine live, it's on a killer. You could feel everything. Like all the all the bass, everything, everything was there. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's crazy to see that there's people like that still that are just no, it has to sound this way. There's there's gonna be people like that. Fucking, it's been like that forever, dude. I don't yeah. think there's been an era of music where it hasn't. I don't think been that's that. something that's never gonna go away. Nah, 
you can, you can go back to where music started and fucking caveman are going to be like, you're not supposed to kick sticks that way. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Look at fucking Eddie Van Halen, like, God rest his soul, but it's like, he Yo. took something that no one else thought was cool and made it his own fucking style that's like... And he changed the fucking dude, game. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure there's um someone somebody out there that thinks their eruption was just noise and shit. For sure. Of course. But of course. It, like for most guitarists, it's like, it's one of the songs that made us just like, that's possible. Oh, yeah. I remember the first time I heard Eruption, I was like, wait, 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 wait. Let me put this back. Like, <laughs> wait, how'd you do how'd that? You do that? <laughs> how is that even possible? Is that a guitar? <laughs> I'm over here thinking it's like a synth or I don't know. And he changed the fucking game, but that's the truth, man. Like, Elitist. I, mean, I don't know if it's any time before that, but I think that's the first time that I've really heard tapping going into something I guess that fast yeah I think tapping was around because I think he says I don't remember I, I remember uh, hearing him talk about it um, did you think that's killer imagine people that fucking discovered blast beats and shit like what <laughs> the fuck <laughs> is that I wish I wish <laughs> <laughs> dude that's something I'm still trying to fucking figure this out right now is who was the first person to blast beat I think it was Max. <laughs> <laughs> it was Max. Just like, we got to play this song we gotta faster. Play this you know how fucking crazy the idea of a fucking blast beat is? Is you, like, traditionally you have your whole, your polka beat, right? That duka 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 And then I guess you had thrash band. You're like, okay, let's, let's do duka 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 And someone went, that's not fast enough. We got to go. But still keeping that same fucking. Just the same intensity, the same volume, like. That is, I'm you guys uh, ever heard of the uh, the, sh- the the gun off of a warthog? Let's just do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it was. I'm like, dude, how do I do that? What <laughs> <Put> here, here. <laughs> right here, right here. You, you see that plane that we we saw at the air show? Let's just do that. I like to imagine that that was maybe a band that was like trying to play fast, and then <laughs> and then the guitar is like, no, faster, no, faster, faster. And the drums like, what do you want? You want this? Huh? You want? <laughs> and you're like, holy shit! Like, that's, that's it. What <laughs> that's what I wanted all along. <laughs> that's what we wanted. That's exactly the sound. He goes, really? <laughs> I didn't even do nothing. <laughs> Just starts beating the shit out of the snare. That's how blast beats were invented, dude. I'm pretty sure. I gotta look that up. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> if you find the answer, if anyone finds the answer, let me know who was the first one to do blast beats, because I'm curious. I don't know. It was like it was like my search to do who did the first breakdown. Still haven't figured that yeah. out yet. I think borderline that could be Pantera. I always thought it was Pantera. I said it was Pantera domination. I'm like that was the, that was the first fucking breakdown. Holy shit! This is in 1980s. 80s. Yeah, it says blast beats became popular in extreme music from the mid to late 1980s. The blast beat evolved into its modern form as it was developed in the American death metal and grindcore scene of the uh, late 1980s and early 90s. No, that's true. There, uh, there was early death metal bands from fucking the 80s. Fucking Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> yeah, fucking Pestilence and all that stuff. But still, I want to I want to know who was the first one to fucking do it. Like, first guy who invented it. And I was like, yeah, dude, it was just, I was just got angry. <laughs> <laughs> just kept on telling it me to go play accident. faster. Dude, but like, jazz players, dude, like, they fucking... Yeah. I think that's where... I think that's where it originated evolved. from. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, but jazz is scary. I tried... I like jazz. I just, I just can't wrap my head around Too it. Too complicated. I'm not. I'm told you, man. Dude, jazz drummers are fucking insane. They're man. the best. 
that we're just gonna make a song that's in like five different time signatures. Five sixteen and <laughs> all this shit. It's like, what does that even mean? Five different time signatures, like twenty tempo changes. But like, you listen to it and it, you don't hear you don't the hear complexity yes. of like, and it's that's it. It's it's the it's super complex, but you don't you don't hear it when just listening to it. Yeah, you just hear it like okay, like yeah, you hear everyone showering and shit. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. It's five o'clock. <laughs> Somebody barely woke up. <laughs> How did someone just wake up? Yeah, I think Aaron. this is. I think this is the the first <laughs> fucking breakdown, man. Let's see, where is it? Where is it? Right here. <laughs> I'm so convinced, Pantera. Yeah. Pantera still gets fucking like. I don't care who you are. Any breakdown is like, it, it. It just gets to you like. There isn't really anything you can do besides bob your head. Beat this motherfucker next to you. <laughs> yeah, that's well, that too. Depends <laughs> on the intensity of the breakdown. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, a breakdown! Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! Dude, I've had to fight my urge. Like, <laughs> I can't go to the store with headphones on <laughs> because the whole time we're just like. Okay. Control yourself. There's a Karen right there down the <laughs> She's bitching and complaining over there. If, if, if I'm at the store and this song comes out and there's a Karen, forget about it. She's Karen's, done. Karen's getting demolished. Fuck if this Yeah. Well, well, wait for it. Wait for it. Now, if this song is playing and she goes, let me talk to the manager. <laughs> it's fucking over. You're going to have to wear a mask. Fucking. <laughs> Right You're here. taking my rights away. Fucking Karen's getting decked. <laughs> Karen's getting some shit <laughs> thrown like, at her. <laughs> like it's over. And anyone coming out means done. She's gonna have to leave in a hospital, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> you see this uh, tomahawk stick I got here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the sporting's good aisle. You're fucked, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right, okay, we'll leave it at that. Thanks, you guys, for coming on. Looking Thank you. Appreciate you, Thank you for having us. us. You guys want to plug anything? Now's the time. Um, vocalists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any vocalists out there, if you guys are interested, go check out the Grave Aesthetic. We'll be playing songs from the beginning. We'll be ending the song with the Grave Aesthetic song as well. Check them out. Go to they're every, available everywhere Spotify, iTunes, yep. YouTube. Check out these guys' videos. The drum playthrough was fucking phenomenal. So and Most of our stuff right now we're posting on Instagram. So just go ahead and follow us. It's just. Straight ahead to Grave Aesthetic. Grave Aesthetic on Instagram. Follow these guys individually. Awesome dudes. Thank you guys so, so much. We'll, we'll have Thank to do you. this again sometime again. All right. Definitely. Yeah. If you made it this far and listened to the whole episode, thank you so much. You guys are the greatest. I love you all. Big thanks to go to Troy and Ray and all the boys from the Grave Aesthetic. Make sure to follow them on all social medias to keep up with everything they're doing. Listen to them on Spotify, YouTube, and all streaming services. And to all the vocalists out there looking for a band, make sure you go check them out. They are still currently looking for a vocalist. Uh, check out their social medias. There's a way to uh, get their lyrics and the instrumental version of their songs to try out, okay? Big thank you to my boy and executive producer, Ruben Gonzalez. Thank you to my girl, Laura, for helping with the episode graphics for the podcast. And, of course, huge thanks to all of you who tuned in this week for this episode. Make sure to check out my bands, Armados, that's A-R-M-A-R-O-S, and Convict, spelled C-N-V-C-T, 
follow me on social media at Mindless Studios on Instagram and YouTube and to see what everything we're doing. And uh, I'll leave you with a track from The Grave Aesthetic. This is the song The Scavenger's Daughter. Crank it up. And we'll see you next week with a brand new episode with a brand new guest. Thank you guys so much. Oh, <laughs>